Welcome back to another Year 45 podcast where we are young, opinionated, and relatable. It's Moye. It's your boy Rev, y'all. What it fucking is. Oh, man. What do we got today? What, what do we have today? <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say this, but I feel like I got to get it out. This is round two, y'all. We had a failed, a failed first session. It needs to be said because I, I just needed to get it off my chest. That's why there was not enough energy. You got any any takes? Melanie, you took a poll on who we wait on, right? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yep, and you were the one that got voted. The I most. got voted on who we waiting on. This time, me. I'm not going to say no names, but. It wasn't you? It wasn't me. When you were with the last one, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> with that being said, cop segment. We're running it back. Appreciate all the love we've been getting for this. You know, y'all really show, showing us that we, we, we came up with some good shit, you know. Keep it running. Keep it running. Of course, with shoes, because that is a hot thing. So what I got for the copper drop segment is a new pair of Nike SB Dunks. All right, and it's design. The designer is Warren Lotus. He's doing a collab with Dunks, and he's dedicating the design to Jason from Friday the the Thirteenth. Because I guess this year that uh, the movie turns like forty years old or whatever. But uh, basically, looking at the shoe, what we got is a white base and a green suede leather over overlay, and then. The laces are red, and the Nike swoosh is like a, like a light gray, oh, kind of like an off-white, actually. The, the beginning of the swoosh is Ace of Jason, so it's the hockey mask that everybody knows and which you wear on Halloween. And then the rest of the shoes, so we got a, a matching green midsole and then a white outsole. Honestly, when I first seen the shoe, I was I was already hooked. Like, yeah, I, I need to cop these. I'm a big fan of uh, Nike SBs. These are dated to drop the 2nd of August, and they're priced at $300, which is crazy as fuck, because normally, Dunks, even on retail, they drop, it'll be like $100. And the, another crazy part about the shoe is that they're only making 2,000 pairs of it, so the resale price is going to be through the roof. But with all that, I mean, if I could get my hands on these, I for sure would. So that is a 100% cop for your boy. For me, I've never really been a big fan of, of Dunk, so that's, it's going to be a drop for me on this one. That's it? You got nothing else to say? Nothing else to say. <laughs> well, for me, I don't really like green, but I fuck with the Nike side on it. It looks cool. Some cop. There you go, Melanie. See, look at that. Look at God. <laughs> I got you. Uh, for my side of the copper drop this week, I have J. Cole's first signature shoe collaboration with Puma, the RS Dreamer. 
It's gonna be a, a low top sneaker, black mesh upper, foam midsole with some interesting shapes and patterns on those. Some suede overlays and a lacing system that goes around the heel. As everyone should know, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, I'm a big J. Cole fan. But as far as this shoe goes, I'm going to have to drop. Yeah, so for me, for this shoe, I mean, first I'm going to say, you know, this is your second time dropping your own shoe. It is. I just want to put that out there. But not every shoe can be a cop. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I agree. But just had to let you know in case you're unaware. Okay, but um, (laughs) for these for these these shoes, I mean, I I'm a fan of Puma. I like the RX series, but I don't really see them as a basketball shoe brand. And when I'm looking at this design, I don't really fuck with it too much because the colorway is just kind of weird. But I mean, I'm gonna drop as well. I don't really see anything that uh, that would make me want to buy that. Well, for me, yeah, I got to drop. I like the colors and the black too. Nah, not it for me. You go again with the black. Well, uh, I like black too. If you guys are interested in copping these, they'll be available July 31st via Puma. All right, all right. Before we end out this copper drop session, I do got an honorable mention though. So... Today or yesterday, more past couple of days, there was a big announcement. Virgil Abloh is changing the game again. Just made another splash. He, for those who don't know, Virgil Abloh is the creative director of Louis Vuitton, as well as Off White, and he is a very popular man nowadays. He just continues to make more and more moves that uh that are just shocking in a way. And the most recent one is that he's doing a collab with Mercedes-Benz. Not on clothes, though, which I don't even think would be able to work. They did just clothes. It's actually like an art project. So we'll see what's to come of it. But I, I feel like that's really big news because it's kind of similar to when he did a collab with Ikea. Uh, it wasn't a clothing brand, but you know, they worked on that shit, which is slain. I want to give my comment on that collab. So hopefully this is better. Yeah, the IKEA club was a, a major disappointment. Trash, trash. He had like a, a wooden chair with three legs, and like one leg was just was a was a special leg. I want to call it. No, I just remember seeing it and being like, "This is it, right? This is what sold out." Crazy. <laughs> he just bought a. Uh, he had like a two by four and just wrote IKEA in quotes. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No release date on it. So right, just, right. In the future, whenever things come up, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again. That, that's all I got to say for that. So what we got this week for uh, Is It Vinyl Worthy? Is It Vinyl Worthy? So for those who don't know, Is It Vinyl Worthy is a segment that we do on music, as in new album jobs, singles, on a week-by-week basis, and we rate it with our five-level system. Highest being vinyl, slapper, nice, I trash. So for this week, we got two honestly very big projects. You know, first one is J Cole Lewis Street, 
And second is Logic, No Pressure album. So I will pass things off to you, Moyo. Once you decide which one you want to start with. Let's start with Logic's final album. So my critique on this album, it's hard to separate on this one, the music from everything else around the album. Because, say again? What do you, what do you mean by that? Hard to separate the music from everything else around the album. It's Logic's it's final album. Knowing that going in, you know, I have a certain expectation, right? So you're, you're, you're expecting a lot. Right, I'm expecting, I want him to, to be sent off well, of course. And the album, man, it didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint me. He made some songs that fans have been waiting for him for a long time. He put Soul Food 2 on the album. He did it right. I didn't know how well he would do that song after all this time. Right. But he, he delivered. The album is solid as a cohesive piece of work. There's only maybe like one or two songs that I don't like. Yeah. The dad bod one can be a little too much for me at times. It's like, all right, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, all the other songs I enjoy. My favorites would have to be Man I Is and what's the other one I like? Perfect. So. Now to the moment of truth, though. Yeah, for the moment of truth, you know, with all that being said, and considering it's it's Logic's final album, and it hit, I'm giving it vinyl. I'm oh. giving it vinyl. First Ooh. vinyl. It's my right. first vinyl. My the first vinyl. Perspective. Damn. Damn. Well. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, so Logic, I've I've always been a fan of Logic. It was old <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. And then he went on some like he's trying to speak for the fucking the mixed people, the mixed black and white people that feel right. like they don't belong to either blacks or whites. And when he went down that path, he lost me. Like, he really did lose me. I was like, and then the, I think it was like some suicide stuff he was preaching about too, like right. suicide prevention. Not that it's a bad message; it's a great message, but he lost me. And. He's been uh he's been lost for a while, but when he announced that this album was coming out, it's gonna be his retirement. Da da da. I was like, all right, let me you know, let me check him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Logic has been found again. He's been he's found, found again. He's been found again. He, <laughs> he came. <laughs> he came with some heat. I I I love the album. I'm not gonna lie. I've only heard it uh, like one and a half times. Just because mm. how my schedule's been lately. But when I first heard it. I I wasn't planning on listening to the whole thing mm. before I even listened to any song. I just, I had it on my phone. I seen that the album drop. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, Logic, I ain't listened to Logic's like last two albums. It felt like, let me, let me play the first song. And that first song turned into like five straight songs just from my phone. So that should just let you know how I was feeling about it. I like the vibe that he created. It was, it was like the old Logic. He really gave the fans what they've been asking for. Uh, so, you know, salute Logic for that. But me, I can't give it a vinyl. 
I gotta see how it how it ages. <laughs> One thing I'll say as to why I gave it a vinyl because at first, I first listen, I was like, man, this is this is on the cusp between slapper and vinyl. Like yeah. it's it can go either way. Yeah. But as I, I listened to the album maybe like four times in the span of the last two or three days. The oh. first time I listened to it from my phone, second time from the speakers, and then the last two times I listened to it on the way. And I think listening to, to it in the car is what got me to... Um, to really fuck with it? Yeah, to the vinyl status. Yeah, I just... I, I guess I haven't heard it enough, but from what I've heard, it's definitely a slapper. It's for sure a slapper. I can't rate it any higher right now. But and I couldn't even tell you what my, my favorite song is. So I couldn't even tell you. Melanie, do you have a, a take? Well, for me, this is my first time actually listening to Logic. Mm-hmm. And when it was first shown to me, don't laugh. I low-key thought it was Kendrick. But uh, this guy, I don't, I don't know if I can agree with that. But I don't remember the name you. of the track, but there was a track that he sounded like Kendrick for sure. I remember that. I was like, oh. Right. I think it was GP4. That was the song. Yeah, it was just the flow. Right. That's all it is. This can do. And then, but anyways, I'm going to say it's a slapper. So I played it at work and everyone was like, oh, is that logic? And then like we all had like a big old discussion about it. Even one person <laughs> so like, cool. yeah, right. one girl was like, when you start listening to him? And then, you know, I was like, oh, it's cool. You know, show me his tattoo. And I didn't know the meaning behind it. And he was like, who showed you this? And I was like, all right, the guy's on the podcast, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> so, Melody, Melody, you became popular. I did. <laughs> both of it. I love you, did. Let's go. So, yeah, slapper for me. Slapper should be vinyl. It's leveling up. It's leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just because it got me some sweet I'll say vinyl. Like, oh, shit. That's what's up. Yeah, everyone's wow. so excited, I, man. You, you see, that's great. I love that, that logic this type of like because he to me he took a hit man from a lot of people that fucked with him from back in the day i would say for me when logic was doing the the, like don't judge people biracial type music it became repetitive because it wasn't just one song or one or two songs it was was like two albums it was yeah (laughs) (laughs) He did it a lot on uh, the Everybody album, and then like he had a couple singles, so like, it became a lot. Yeah, the last time I liked the Logic album was the Incredible Story. That's not true. But no, but I liked Young Sinatra Four. I liked Young Sinatra Four, but before that, it, I mean Five. My bad, Five. Because yeah. like, I'm just a fan of the Young Sinatra series. But well, right. I mean, I feel like we shouldn't discuss it. We still got another one to talk about. So for J. Cole Lewis Street, keeping the same rotation, how you feel? On both songs? Yeah. On the climb back, I like that one the most out of the two. Mm-hmm. I really fuck with it. I'm going to give them both a slapper, but the climb back is almost, it's, it's a strong slapper. Like backhand, if you would. Yeah, I mean it's it's solid cold, man. Nothing, you know, it, no disappointments. Nothing could be said. For me, I I love it. I really love it. My favorite song, Lion King on Ice. Mm. I mean, the climb back is really good. He has a he has a better bar in there that stands out 
for both songs. Right. I can't remember. You talking about the two guard? Yes, the two guard. Yeah, he opens up with that. Bro, that shit was. Oh man, I, I fell out the chair. I got shot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so that song has a better bar, but. The Lion King on Ice is just a good, such a good feeling type of song mm-hmm. that I, I fucks with it more. And uh, to rate the project as a whole, a part of me wants to give it vinyl, man. Because I feel like I'm going to be playing it so much. Because it, it kind of reminds me of like a, like when he put out the Truly Yours EPs. The Truly oh. Yours was long. They, no, they were like five songs, each EP. Truly Yours, one and two, was like five songs. Yes, sir. Maybe it's because I know the Truly Yours as a compilation. Probably, but that's one when it whole. came out. It was like week after week. Mm. It was five songs. And this could have been like a Truly Yours three. That's the kind of vibe I was getting from it. The songs on those, those are considered vinyls for me. Truly Yours. Truly Yours? And, yeah, and that's, and that's not a big J. Cole project. I feel like true, true Cole fans know it, but not, not everybody. Right. But with that being said, backhand slapping. Backhand slapping. Almost vinyl. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Well, for me, I only listened to the climb back. I couldn't listen to the other one. But I was popular. <laughs> what? I was listening to Logic, okay? I was popular <laughs> off that. So, kind of hype. You know? So, yeah. So what do you rate it? Slapper. Slapper. Okay. Yeah. All right. But kind of going back to the discussion about what we talked about Tory Lane and Megan and how we all kind of, you know, felt like some type of way about it. But now there's an update. So I guess the updated story is supposedly now the story is that Tory was actually defending himself because when him and Megan and Kylie were at a party, Megan kind of caught jealous a little bit. And then she started like beating this nigga up, like trying to check mm-hmm. him. And then he reached for his gun and then shot her in the foot twice. So does that like change how you guys feel about the situation or what? So me personally, I don't think that's the story. I think there's a lot more to, to the fucking story. Cause the fact that it took a hot minute for that to come out. And then mm-hmm. there's still so much more questions to be asked. And they're at a fucking, like, a party, right? Right. Or some type of event. And there's, mm-hmm. I'm sure, a lot of people there. So the fact right. that nothing has leaked out from random people that were there, it had to be something something crazy that happened there that they just don't want to get out. That's on hold. Especially because, you know, niggas be, be filming everything, be fucking putting shit on social media all the time, like, the fact that nothing we haven't seen a lot about this shit is just crazy. And I don't want to believe that Tori is just that type of nigga. He's that crazy. Well, to I me, mean, what do you do, though? Because, like, let's say you're Tori, right? A woman is beating you up. 5'10", you 5'3". What you gonna do? I'm grabbing a chair. That's how niggas go, too. <laughs> what do you want to dance with? But you're in the car. In the chair, right? Did Megan even put hands on Tori? Right. That's what they're saying. But I thought Meg said when she went on IG Live that she didn't, though. She did not. 
I have a theory that he he may have been protected. I think that theory has been like dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tory on the low key. Shall I start that? <laughs> right. At this point, I've accepted that Tori shot her once in each of her feet. Right. And on some fucking some torture shit? On some, yeah, on some Harlem night shit. <laughs> and as far as how I feel about it, I would like Tori or his team to come out and say something about what happened. But, you know, I'm sure that there's like a bunch of legal shit going on as to why his team or him hasn't come out with anything. But one thing I've I've been trying to do, and it's been really hard, is I've been trying to stop listening to Tori, man. Right. I've been trying. <laughs> like I was she listening like to R&B the other day, a mix. Mm. And uh, <laughs> Chick's Tape, some of Chick's Tape 3 came off of it. Uh, Classic Chick's Tape. <sighs> it was like I was holding the phone, hands shaking, <laughs> trying to get this <laughs> <laughs> I just I had to do it though. I don't know if it's if it can get that deep for me because Tory Lane's R and B is, is essential in a lot of playlists and just a lot of you know different moments in the night. So this guy. Or, <laughs> And then, like, I, I, I'm not gonna believe it until it's confirmed. Until he comes out and says, you know, what what happened? Because it's just. So what if he doesn't? Weird. If he never comes out. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence though supporting that he shot her both times. Shot her both feet. Let's just say either A he doesn't, or B he comes out and denies it. He comes out and denies it. I mean, I'm a I'm gonna listen to his music if he's. It depends on the quality of the next shit he puts out. Oh, wow. So if he puts out <laughs> a quality type project, I didn't see shit. What's his... Uh... <laughs> Damn. Because think about this. Think about this. <laughs> so is, is Tori shooting Meg in her feet worse than Chris Brown beating up Rihanna? It's way worse. It's way worse. Not even comparable. How do you feel, Melanie? Uh, this might be a very unpopular opinion, but like I said, he is five three, and if she's really whooping his ass, right? At least he didn't shoot her like anywhere that would have killed her, you know. Yeah. As opposed to like with Chris Brown and Rihanna, like he beat her ass, like beat her ass for I don't know why whoop that ass okay whoop that ass both of y'all are wild both of y'all are wild we don't know so one I'm not condoning Chris's response to what happened to Rihanna but Rihanna did attack him first one two Tori shot Meg with a gun that's how is that even comparable would you rather get shot in your feet on your ass beaten to the brink of death, damn it. Chris beat Rihanna near, damn near to the brink of death? <laughs> the way she looked? About, you saw how she looked, right? After. Dude, that was not to the brink of death. Nigga. Okay, maybe I exaggerated, but look at her. Look at how she looked after she got beat up like that. She probably thought she was going to die. 
Right. And we don't know if Meg- Chris does that on a regular. Exactly. And Meg getting shot in the feet, she's not thinking she's about to die. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Me too. Me personally, I think that Chris Brown and Rihanna, that whole shit that went down, I think that's much worse. Mainly because Rihanna was is huge. Was uh, She still is huge. Yeah. She so, was at like a peak moment in her career, I want to say. And Meg is Chris Brown. Meg also. Meg also. You're right. There you go. So, so they're both they're both in the same boat. But more people like Rihanna than they like uh, Megan Salad. I think that's because of the type of music she, she makes. Exactly. Exactly. So the Rihanna shit hits a lot more people than the Meg shit does. And then Chris Brown is bigger than Tory Lanez. Right. Way bigger. I would and say he's that, he's bigger. I wouldn't say he's way bigger. Well, taller. He's like a grown man. Tory Lanez is a little extra. <laughs> I was talking about audience. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I was talking about audience too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So he's 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 bigger than Tory Lanez. And the fact that he he did that, right? And then don't quote me because I don't know for sure, but I am pretty sure that the song Deuces came out like within the within that year. Mm. And that's a huge song. <laughs> and then now motherfuckers just forgot, you know. <laughs> I don't think people have forgotten. Point, There's still a lot of people who don't mess with Chris for that reason. That's true. There's a lot of people that look the other way. Well, I feel so like I- this one. But, oh, but, but hold on, let me. So, I feel like if he would have put out music that wasn't as good after that event, Chris Brown would have never been able to, to recover. Well, Chris's album, his next album after that, what was it Graffiti? It was not, it's not that great. It was, it was, it was trash. Mm-hmm. It was trash. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say but it's trash, album, but for Chris, it's not. But that album, I'm sure he already was working on that shit before that event happened. And then that event happened and it wasn't like it wasn't like the event happened and then he's like he took a little break from music or whatever the fuck and then he's like all right, i'm putting out an album like that i was already coming mm. is what i'm trying to say so i'm sure like that event fucked up his whole thought process and just working flow when it comes to music i'm just saying deuces is a huge song bro. so if tori puts out a deuces level, or no, let's not put it that high, but a chick's tape level Damn. for him. I'm just saying, for I want to use something that Tori's already put out as an example. But like a chick's tape level of music quality after this, I think people are going to not really care too much. I think it'll depend because isn't Tori's next project supposed to be the, the Spanish one? I haven't heard about oh. that. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. supposedly been working on that for a minute. So. Well, I think it depends on what actually happened, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why he did it. So I think that's why I'm not looking at it as harsh as I am with Chris Brown and Rihanna. So we still don't know to this day so what really happened, you know? So. That's true. <laughs> that is so we true. don't condone domestic violence, okay? We're just saying. Comparing. No. I thought that. I'm, I'm surprised Chris covered that. Yeah, we won't forget. Yeah, that's I didn't wrong. forget either. But one thing, uh, there's a petition out to get Tory Lanez deported. 
And it's gotten 15K signatures so far. And it's funny because when I saw it, I was like, isn't this nigga from America? And then I forgot. He's, he's from, from Canada. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are they going to deport this nigga to? <laughs> I mean, even if they deport him, it's not like he's going to stop making music. I'm saying. That's true. That's just the petty shit. Y'all got any more to say about this? Uh, yeah, I, I got a question to pose. So I kind of feel like if Tori had shot Kylie instead oh. of Meg, this would have went completely different. He'd be in jail right now. He's not even in jail. Definitely. Because I feel like Kylie has more men in the rap game who I feel like are willing to go at bat for her. I don't know if I said that right. Tori, Tori would, uh, he would make it out. Because Kylie probably got like Tyga, Kanye, Travis, Playboy Cardi, P&D. That's a whole rap group of niggas right there. <laughs> <laughs> who could pull up i honestly i don't think it would be the 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 artist that would pull up i think it would be her fans that too mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it would be the fans bro. that is and true. then it would be and on her CNN and shit and at the end of the day he shot a white woman if he shoot if he would shoot kylie it would be a black man shooting a white woman this and is true we all know how that's gonna go back to the petition though do you guys think that went too far or what that, that, is that going too far? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Is that going too far? I think niggas are just being petty. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think that's... Like, what does it mean that they get 1,000, 15,000 people sign? What if a million people sign? I don't really think people will make a move. Like, just because a bunch of people want that person out of the country. I don't think that's enough from like a government mm-hmm. standpoint. Right. I agree. I don't think it's going to cause no waves. It's kind of like the same shit with things when they wanted to do the port uh, 21. Hopefully, more news comes out and we find out. Until then, I'm going to continue to keep Tori in my R&B rotation. Ah, it's going to be hard still. Hey, if Chris Brown's in it, why can't you? <laughs> hey, I don't want to listen to Chris Brown like that either. I'll say... Uh, Rev's point of view reflect him and not the podcast as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I and second that team, opinion. <laughs> teamwork make the dream work. Right? <laughs> I like logic better because <laughs> it's like it's a similar situation with the the R Kelly. Although R Kelly is way worse. Oh my god, that's nowhere near serious. Yeah, it's, it's like. R. Kelly, I can't even, I can't listen to R. Kelly at all. That hurts my soul. Me neither. I heard, you know what's funny? This is kind of kind of random. Or it's not random, but it's, it's on the same, in the same conversation. So isn't it crazy how, like, Michael Jackson was getting accused of uh, being a pedophile or all that, but mm-hmm. niggas still listen to Michael Jackson. It came up with a whole damn documentary about this shit. And motherfuckers would just be like, huh? I don't hear shit. I don't see nothing. And just continue bumping Michael Jackson. I haven't even seen the the documentary about Michael, to be honest. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips. Mm. But it's only like 
two two or three people that have come out and said like he got he got accused him. So a lot of people think it's fake. And then he can't even defend himself. You know, all this shit happened after he died. Right. Mm. But isn't isn't that like interesting how he has this accusation, but no one really is not gonna no one's gonna stop playing Michael Jackson. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I haven't even thought about it like that. That Michael, I guess Michael is uncancelable, cancel, cancelable. Yeah, he's uncancelable. Michael Jackson, his yeah. music is too iconic. It's like, it's so good, you don't want to believe. You you choose to not believe. Not believe. For you guys, is there anybody else in that uncancelable bracket? Tupac. Tupac? Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah. What about you, man? I couldn't think of another one, so I just agreed with him. <laughs> 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 hey, we're in team. <laughs> oh, now we're a team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta be a politician sometimes, you know? <laughs> you guys think Drake is cancelable? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because he's disliked. He's disliked by a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people that true. listen to him don't like him. So. This is true. But do you think... How about wait, you? Oh, wait for that nigga to slip up. <laughs> do I think Drake is cancelable? No. Who is someone for you that's not cancelable? Un- yeah. There you go. Uncancelable. Uncancelable. Is that even a word? Nope. I would have to say, like, other icons. You know, so, like, Michael... Stevie, Prince, mm. you know, people like that. Okay, Aaliyah, there you go, that's mine. I was, you know, it's funny, I was thinking of Aaliyah. I was, I was yeah, we could share. But there's people who already are, especially since the R. Kelly documentary came out, feel differently about her music. About Aaliyah's music? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, I mean, she got well, taken advantage of, though. You can't, right. She's a little girl, man. She don't, she don't know any better. But still, that doesn't change the fact that R. Kelly wrote like her whole first album. I'm still not canceling yeah, that, her. That's what a lot of artists, people don't understand that. Most of these artists don't even write their own music. Drake, mm-hmm. we just talked about Drake. He barely started chiming in on what is to be said in his raps. Ooh, Have y'all heard of Grease? Grease? Is like movie Grease? No, him and uh, Khaled's <laughs> new song. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of whatever, because I feel like they dropped, and then, like, a couple days later, J. Cole shit dropped. <laughs> so it kind of got lost in uh, translation. Damn. I, I've only heard the Grease one, and first impression was like, damn, this nigga Drake changing it up again, huh? He just continues to keep trying to find himself. <laughs> I don't even know what to what to call it though. Is it he's switching it up or is this nigga just trying different shit? Finding himself. Exactly, bro. You know, yeah. Tootsie Roll didn't didn't plan out the way he wanted to. Damn. You gotta, you gotta hit the, Tootsie the Roll. Board again. His dance. Exactly. TikTok. <laughs> Tootsie Slide. You know what I'm talking oh. about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just went along with it. <laughs> I, I told you, be red, man. I got you. Apparently, <laughs> you know, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't um, hit the charts like how he wanted to. It flopped. 
So he's got to hit the drum. But I don't even remember what Grease sounded like. I couldn't tell you. I heard both songs once, and it was I wasn't too impressed. I think the other one was like pop song, like that. But uh, before we close this episode out, I did want to talk about the NBA for a little bit. Cause goddamn, it feels good for the NBA to be back. Fucking great. Did y'all have anything to say though? I do. I got some. I want to start off by acknowledging how great of a commissioner that Adam Silver is, because as you can see. <laughs> The MLB already failed. <laughs> oh, what happened with the MLB? I, I heard that, but I don't know the story. I don't quote me on this, but I think a head coach and like a couple players caught COVID already. Oh, so their they season. Shut down the whole thing? I don't know if they shut down the whole thing, but it like fucked up their season already. Oh, man. Yeah, kudos to, to Adam Silver. Every NBA player right now, that's not Lou Williams. If y'all don't know, Lou Williams left the bubble to go get some booty and Magic City. <laughs> oh, oh boy, shit. <laughs> Summer 2020, that's how he felt. But I, I, I'm glad NBA is back. And I've been sad. Lakers are, are making some nice moves. They're looking good. A lot of teams are, are looking good. And I think this whole like is going to change the culture of the NBA. It's going to make it so, like, all the players that went to the bubble are just going to have a different type of, like, for them as a team and as a franchise because they're together all the fucking time. Right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so everybody's held accountable for whatever happens. So it's going to build that camaraderie. And I feel like that's just going to be – it's going to be big, and it's going to be very intense each game because of that, especially because there's no crowd. There's a lot less pressure on every single player, including, and it really benefits the younger players who aren't used to playing in front of fucking thousands of fans on this, this, and that. They get to really just play on the court against the team and focus on that. And I think it's, you're going to see a lot of niggas moving a lot. And from day one, I mean, Thursday, NBA season starts, it's, it's going to be playoff mode for certain teams. For Memphis and Portland, for sure. Hell yeah. Memphis, Portland, Pelicans. I think Utah as well. Oh, no, no, they're doing pretty good. But they lost, but uh, Bogdanovich, which was a big loss. Uh, Lakers, looking great. I know I've said it before, but we're looking good. JR out here off the handy, pulling up six or seven from the three point line. JR and um, Waiters have been hooping, bro. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm so hurt, though. No, got injured because. He would have made them go off even crazy. Second right. unit, Rondo, Waiters, and JR. I'm not going to name the other. I mean, I'm assuming Kuzma is not going to start. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, uh, everybody pretty much been hooping for y'all. Kuzma been hooping. Yeah. Uh, White Mamba been hooping too. So. so, from what you've seen so far of the, the bubble, who are you picking for the NBA Finals, right? To go to the finals? Yes. So it's heard here first. So motherfuckers know. It's, it's, this is tough. This is very tough. Because there's high possibility for injuries, sickness, all that to come in and interfere with teams' chances. 
but my bold take right now is if Portland gets in, I feel like they're going to go to the finals. I don't want to play Portland. If Portland gets in, like they'll be the eight seed. And I don't. We're Lakers number one seed. I do not want to play Portland first round. Like I feel like if they get in, they're they're going to be a tough they team be. to beat. They will be. I'm going to be stressed out that whole damn series if that happens. I want them to play Clippers first. <laughs> but if I had to pick two teams in the West, um, no, just the, NBA Finals. NBA oh, NBA finals. finals, straight up. Yeah, NBA Finals, straight up. Bucks. I mean, that's that's the easy pick. And for my bold take, man. Nuggets. And who's the winner? So Bucks and Nuggets is your pick for NBA Finals. Who's the winner? It doesn't have to be in how many games. That's too. I'm, I'm gonna say Nuggets, man. I feel like you know this is this is their time to strike. Okay, well, you heard that crazy ass shit here first. <laughs> Why I'm picking the Nuggets? One, you know the Nuggets planned this so beautifully, right? They brought Bull Wall up from the G League finally. You see this nigga doing his thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Porter back doing his thing. Yeah, you know, bench is looking crazy. You got mm-hmm. Slim Jokic out there, looking like Magic Johnson. No. <laughs> He's throwing the ball off of his own teammates' heads. So I feel like they got it, man. I feel like they got it. All right. Well, my prediction, that one is (laughs) mine is Lakers versus Boston. 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 This is why I feel like this is the perfect story and the perfect. NBA Finals matchup for what has happened so far this year and all the shit that has gone with in basketball culture coming out has been one of the best things to happen this year with all the bullshit that has gone around. NBA stopping and then starting in the bubble, new culture. It would be great to see a Lakers versus Boston matchup, one of the best matchup of, uh, of NBA history, you know, which made the NBA what it is. Those two teams going at it. And I don't know if you've seen Boston play in the bubble yet, but Jason Tatum is playing crazy. And they got to – and when it's the playoffs, it's all about matchups. I feel like Boston can match up every team in the East. Every team. And I feel like they can match up with everything. They got a solid – the only team I can see them, like, having trouble with when it comes to, like, matchup player for player would be Miami. Because Miami has like eleven man roster of just nice, nice dudes. The Bucks, I don't think Giannis is ready. He chokes, man. He chokes a lot. This year, I don't think he's gonna be on that, bro. And then he only has like two moves: drive, spin left, spin right, drive, euro. Like Giannis is unstoppable, believe me. But if they throw four or five niggas at him, (laughs) the MVP only got two moves. He he's able to get. Most of his scoring off because of how unique his body is when it comes to you know athleticism and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll get he'll get burnt out. Fatigue will hit him with that Boston defense, and Boston is tough. So I see Boston and the Lakers going to the finals, and then the winner, Lake Show, 
Tight show, baby. That's it, my job. I mean, that's an interesting take. Melanie, you agree? (laughs) 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 We're a team, right? We're a team, Melanie, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to be honest with you. I did want to side with Moray first, but then I love the Lakers and Boston's my dad's team, so I will side Uh, with you yet again. That's the better story. (laughs) <laughs> than fucking yeah. Denver and Bucks. Yeah, I don't know enough about them to <laughs> to lie and try to decide between make it even. I support oh, both shit. equally, though. No, I'm, I'm so glad basketball's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, this concludes another episode of the Young Forty Five podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like, share, subscribe. Put your NBA finals predictions down below. Join the Nodi game. Until next time. Deuce, deuce, y'all.